What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian, right out of Oklahoma City. Today, we got a buddy of mine, Ali, on the podcast, and we're going to have an interesting conversation. This is not a musical podcast. It's kind of the other ones I do. Here we go. All right, Ali in Houston, man. How have you been? All good, all good. Hey, Sebastian, how's everything? Good, good. So I kind of wanted to talk to you. You had an interesting story. You came down um, from Houston to, to Oklahoma to do some work uh, with the company. You do IT, and this started. Now you're from you're from Iraq. I'm from originally from Iraq. Yeah, from Baghdad. And you live in Houston. How long ago did you move from? From Baghdad to Houston, how long ago was that? All right, so well, um, I moved exactly in December 2015. Okay, so it's been almost six years and almost seven years now. Okay, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a long, it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very quick here in the US, actually. But like so fast, <laughs> so you moved, so you get into you're you get into IT while you're here, but with, now was that something you did? while you were in iraq as well yes so i've been uh, doing uh, it since 2006 okay. uh, especially uh, i've been working with uh, special forces the u.s special forces provide them with internet and with all the uh, cabling land all the support for the it uh, desks of support help desk, sys admin i've been doing like several role with them um, most of the of the contract i've been with the u.s military and special especially special special forces uh, I worked with them um, for a few years, um, so so yeah, that's how it started. Then um, um, I established a few um, like very very small company that support uh, the enterprise in, in Baghdad when they came after 2003, mm-hmm. uh, especially oil companies and uh, especially down in Basra, which is south south of Iraq. Uh, was yeah. it was 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 it? How do you get? How do you get into providing? internet services or helping out the u.s special forces living in baghdad did they reach out to you or how did how did the communication start to begin with all right so uh, the long story short that um, um i started with the kbr uh, uh, as a as a translator interpreter okay um because uh, i study english in my um, secondary school um so um it's, it's, it was an american um dash british company uh dash okay. british school so yeah, um, I, I learned like English there and then I'm very interested to watch movies and you listen to music. Um, so that's how, the, how I developed my skills with English. So yeah, as soon as they um, as they started, they said like 2004 exactly, this KBR saying, I didn't go with the army part where they see a lot of interpreters because they've been killed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I said, let me go to the civilian side, which is KBR. Um, they're, they're building a defect inside the green zone which is supposed to be like a, a safe area at the beginning, 2004. Uh, so I started there then um, I, because I'm interested in IT anyway. So, and, 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 and my college is uh, university is in IT. Okay. Um, so that's how I get like, just a corona a little bit, make myself popular, like as a translator <laughs> and as an IT as well. I can support you guys with, with whatever computer needs. I can get you stuff that you cannot, Needed like um, like you can you can't afford it like our it's gonna be long until come all the way from US. So that's how I get um, since you know KBR was, was the the biggest contractor 
for the U.S. Army in Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, supporting them with DFAC and, and uh, supporting them with all the life support. So that's how I get uh, at the beginning uh, with uh, special forces. They want me to to build them some Ethernet to their cabinet, Ethernet to their trailer, and uh, so I did that the job. And they've been paying me like hourly, and I can't remember what it was it was hourly at the beginning. Then we started getting some kind of salary. Yeah. Um, after that. Um, Situation became really bad, and uh, especially in 2006, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was really very dangerous. It, it, isn't it a like? Wouldn't that be a scary job? Because living in Baghdad, right? You're living in Baghdad, U.S. and and and, and Iraq, they're they're not getting along at all, right? Yeah. So, so was it scary for you? What did you have to stay secretive about it? That's exactly what I've been doing. Um, I've been um, like hiding, <laughs> wearing all kind of glasses, hats, and stuff like that, just not wow. to make myself popular. And every time I, I I exit from the green zone or like they call it international zone, um, okay. I've been like, yeah, it's really scary because there's, I know there's a lot of people that start targeting whoever they are from the green zone so they can follow them and kill them and kill their families. They go like, you guys are trailer. You guys are, are like with the U.S. supporting U.S. and and getting all that. So it was especially by the end of 2005 um, until 2006. 2006 was a terrible year in Iraq. It was a terrible, terrible year because as soon as I go to the college, I've been going to the college, and after college, I go to the green zone where I. Mm-hmm. I so at least so the green the green zone is kind of like a safe place, right? Um, it's supposed to be a safe place, but the rockets are coming always. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been like, uh, I mean, we're hearing like the sirens every an hour, I would say, every two hours, and we have to go to the bunker, all right? And and um, the good thing is that like KBR, when building the defect, it being already been built with like some kind of bunker, like when the rockets came in, it will not technically kill or like, but it has been killing a lot of, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of both sides, Iraqi side and U.S. soldiers. I mean, it's been like terrible. Then, then later on, you know, like Al uh, Qaeda and all those bad people, they've been mm-hmm. trying to surrounding the green zone. Okay, they've been all over the green zone. So if you go out, you get killed. So you have to 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 go inside. And uh, so yeah, so I start like feeling like it's really unsafe, and um, I I think I need to quit. But I love my job. You know, I right love right. And but it's scary. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not about money. It's more about developing the skills, see what technology would be in with Saddam regime. I, I don't want to go into politics, but with Saddam would be in like, like we're a close country. We don't know what's going on outside. Okay. So mm-hmm. after 2003, we've been open widely. So that's why I'm very interested to go. And, and I know it's dangerous. Okay. And, uh, uh, but I mean, I, I, I want to see what's going on outside. I want to see what technology they have. I want to see. Aside from that, making some money, some dollars. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, 2006, uh, I was going out from my work. I mean, normally I go by walking, then I get taxi. Okay. Mm-hmm. Take off my, my, my hats, glasses, whatever. Especially at night, trying to, to go nearby some shops, buying something, just pretend that I'm, I was inside the shop, then going out. Yeah. Then, um, unfortunately, I get kidnapped. <laughs> You got you got kidnapped? Yes, I get kidnapped. What? Hold yeah. on. Hold, hold. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Like see, this is why I wanted you on the show. It's you have this crazy interesting, you yeah. know, I was talking to you a little bit in Oklahoma City and I was like, I need you. I said I have a music podcast, right? 
But I want to talk to you because I think it's such an interesting story. And I don't mean to smile that you got kidnapped, but you're here with us and you're safe and we love it. So how did you get kidnapped? How did that happen? Well, yeah, I was um, on my way back. Okay. Um, uh, As I told you, I go by walking. So normally I get a taxi then Mm -hmm. get back home. Yeah, so, um, the, you know, like 2006 was, as I mentioned to you, was a lot of car bombing everywhere, a lot of side bombing over on the road, road bomb. And so it's been crazy. Like every morning when I go to college, at least I said every morning, okay, I have to see one to three people being killed at, at the side oh, of the jeez. Yeah, they've been like everywhere. Like you see the dead body everywhere. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, like going quickly so fast, normally I go on the safe road. Okay, just try to prevent any any suspicious road. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, but unfortunately, on my way back um, at night, and so there was like a, a street which is suspicious street. Okay, but the other one, there been a big car bomb, and they said the police closed it, and they okay. said you have to go that route. Okay, so there's no way. I mean, we cannot go back because the traffic was terrible. Okay, so there is no way. You have to go this way, and I see everyone says all the cars are going that way. So it should be safe because we're right. Really with the, Everyone's with the going, yeah. Yeah. All right. So at that moment, we were flowing and um, and boom, and we see like a police checkpoint. I was checking the ID and like at the beginning, it feel like it's a normal Iraqi police. Okay. Technically, they call it National Guard that way that that time. Okay. Okay. So that way, he looked at my ID and he said, "Okay, um, you you need to to go down and sit down here." Okay, on the on the side of the road, and there's a multiple people with us. Then that moment, I look at the police car, and I remember my friend told me like, when you see the police car without a tag or without like a number or something, you know this is a fake. Oh shoot! Then at that moment, I realized that I, I get kidnapped. Okay. Were you were you was your heart racing? I think I said that's it. I'm dead. I know it's. That's oh it. my god! Yeah, at that moment, I realized that. I'll get killed as, as easy as just a bullet in my, my head. That's it. Yeah. So anyway, we've been sitting and they've been checking um, the IDs and a lot of people and a few people are coming. And if, you, if I run, I'm getting, they're going to kill me. There's no way. Right. Okay? right. So I have to, I have to face it. There's like, so we've been sitting multiple, like I think we'll, uh, the total was eight. Okay. Six to eight. I can't really remember. I remember. Yeah. I mean, I'll be shaking, okay, but that's it. I want to, like, just tell my, my parents, just say, tell them, like, bye or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Luckily, because of the car bomb that being on the Dacia Street, so there have been a lot of cars are going to the other side. Uh-huh. Okay? So at that moment, there is a, a National Guard. Uh, technically, there was the old Iraqi army with a, 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 what call it, a, a patrol. Let's call it with a U.S. patrol. At the okay. monitoring the situation to see what's going on, what happened with the car bomb on that side. Uh-huh. So they're going the other way. Okay. And here everybody was like, okay, there's a hub. It's a US military patrol. Okay. And they know this is, a, they all, they were like, no, this is a, a fake. Uh, uh, so, right? so at that moment, they start shouting on us, you know, all the guns and all the like machine guns. And they start shouting on us, you guys need to run, 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 run. Okay, otherwise, and then being like, like quickly, everyone disappeared. All the cops, because they thought there was like a 
So that moment, I said, "Oh my god!" <laughs> what what would what would have happened if the U.S. so the U.S. military pretty much shows up there, right? What yes. would have, what would have happened had they not showed up? What do you think would would they you have been killed or? Yeah, I've been killed hundred <laughs> percent. What, what what would be what would be the point? What was the point of kidnapping you? Did they know? Did they have some suspicion that some people around there may have worked with the U.S. military, or what? What was the reason behind it? Unfortunately, there is a lot of people that work with with the bad people, Al Qaeda or ISIS. They've been inside the green zone, and they've been selling the name and the addresses for as cheap as twenty dollars. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So, so that's that's the the the, the unfortunate thing. So, so my name was already there, and uh, aside from that, few of the religion stuff, you know, I don't want to bring it because it really doesn't matter in Iraqi because all Iraqis it's one religion, but some type of religion also. They've been like damning people on 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 religion and whether Christian or Muslim or I mean, right. I don't want to go into that details, but unfortunately, that was the situation that time. Okay, so at that moment, we realized that. And I, I, I've been, I sent them like an email to them and went like, I don't think I'll be able to come anymore. Okay. It's, it's really risky. And, and I'm, I'm glad I'm still alive. And yeah. they said, okay, we understand. I mean, they've been short in the stuff. They need some people, especially, you know, like when the equipment came in. All right. They, they can't really like understand the driver or like what they need. They still need like concrete, mm-hmm. uh, cement, whatever, like all the stuff to build, um, steel or many other stuff they still need to get it from the local they can't everything need to be exported and and, uh, sorry imported yeah anyway so the situation started getting really bad 2006 okay Uh, the area where i live it's at the beginning it was like a little bit safe Uh and later on we get a warning that we have to evacuate we have to leave the house otherwise we get killed and you cannot take any money you cannot take any gold you cannot take anything Okay, you have to find a way to hide it inside your house. A way because they're gonna break into the house and they're gonna start steal everything and destroying everything. So no, so no, nowhere, nowhere this time then where you live in there is is really a safe place for anyone to live, right? Except the green zone. There's Except no the green zone, right? Yeah, green zone and up in the north, we call Kurdistan region. That's the only okay. two safe region in the whole Iraq because it was a big mess. No, no, no technical army on the ground and the US, the stuff, the US army, they've been doing their best, but they still, they can't understand the situation. Like it's a new, new country, new culture, new land, new, like a lot of, and they've been coming all over from a different country. So they've been like a big mess. It was like big mess, 2006, 2007. um, They Mm -hmm. found one of the biggest religion also, uh, Moscow and and Samara. So anyway, their, their situation become, so then the killing and everything. So anyway, we get the message and then my father said, okay, we have to leave. I mm-hmm. think that's the whole question. We have to leave and we have to get leave everything because we get the message from people very close. They said, if you stay in your home, you're going to get killed. You have to leave. No did way. some people, did some people stay in, did some people maybe didn't believe it and they stayed or did everyone evacuate? No, some people stay and unfortunately they get killed. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Man. So and, and some people they stay and fortunately they're they're still alive. So okay. it, it just depends. Yeah, but at the same week that we decided like we're gonna leave, I was just chatting just outside my 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 uh, my house, chatting okay. with my friend like a regular uh, before just the sun sun the sunset. Uh-huh. Been chatting and I mean, fortunately he's a Christian. Then two people on the motorcycle they came in and they hit, they put 
free shot in his eyes. Yeah, and he's like, he's so peaceful. He's an amazing guy, unfortunately. I mean, gotta bless yeah. his soul. Anyway, so that moment they said, okay, all right, so we gotta go. We're gonna leave everything. All right, so we're moving. So we pick up everything and we leave six in the morning and mm-hmm. we're right up in the Kurdistan area in the north uh, for a few weeks just to see the situation. Mm-hmm. And we got several calls from the neighbor. They said, okay, we're going to try to protect ourselves, the area. Are you guys okay. in with that? And then my father, he said, yes, we're in. We're going to do patrol in our area. We're going to close all the street on our area. We're going to, like, technically the neighborhood, we're going to protect it. Right. All right, because there's no police. There's no, we can't depend on, on at that moment, on the U.S. Army, or we can't depend on the National Guard, Iraqi Army. So we came back and we said, okay, we're going to stay in the house and we're going to try to do our best. All right. We're going to do a night. I've been, I've been doing a night shift and a day shift. Okay. okay. Studying. Aside from that, doing a night shift with a lot of good friends. Okay. okay. We get some weapons. And um, anyway, so situation uh, so start getting like every night we're hearing car, we're hearing like, you know, car bomb and all of these like bullets. But we've been trying to be very patient. I've been trying to say, okay. We engage with several, not not me technically, but some of of, of my friend fathers would be on the first line. Mm-hmm. Like several like um, engagement. Um, so the good thing is we stayed there, and um, it was a tough year, 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah 2008. Um, they another the special forces contact me by another by email says like we have another location, uh, and we're really interested. Like you go there, and we're gonna. Um, secure your transfer okay? okay your transportation so i've been going like not inside the green zone but like an area very close to the green zone was like a little bit of a safe area then i go in like a um, armed vehicle mm-hmm. they transfer me to a different location where they okay. yeah it's it's little bit on the border of Baghdad. yeah so i stayed there for two years working there uh, but i had to go 90 days you uh-huh. stay in the camp. Uh, they provide you everything, food and like bed and everything, like laundries and yeah. How so, many? How many other people? Um, did you did you work when you were when you were working with the Secret Service? Uh, did you uh, did you have a team of people that you were working with yeah. that were all so so when when did the Secret Service move you or did they move you down the U.S. military move you um, to the United States? Yeah, so technically what they did, well, as soon as 2011, where they, that, that's the time where all the U.S. Army being pulled out from Iraq. Okay. Um, so they told me, you are welcome to come to state. Since you served us and you've been like, we greatly appreciate your service. For, so there is two programs and you can apply for whatever. Okay. Um, so there, there's another uh, that program now called Special Immigration Visa. Okay. For the people who held the U.S. military. So, yeah, um, I uh, applied for that. I pulled out and, and I got the recommendation, the, my badges and everything. And that's where the process starts, like, um, to move out from Iraq up all over to the United States. But they didn't they didn't help you get – when you got here, though, they didn't help you find a job, did they? Uh, they just give you some cash and said, good luck? Well, yeah, um, they, they've been helping. At uh, the beginning, they were giving us some rent. Uh, yeah, okay. Like the first six months, okay, they pay pay you like eighty percent up to ninety percent from the portion of the rent. Oh. The first six months, yeah. Um, cash. Um, no, they give me like food stamp. 
and a member okay. node also for six months. Okay. Um, uh, I didn't use it for six months, <laughs> even the rent, because luckily I found a job after like yeah. two weeks. I mean, they probably figured you would with your IT experience. They figured it probably wouldn't be too hard for you to find some work. Uh, yeah. In Houston, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I mean, lucky to find a job very quick, especially with IT, because I see a lot of uh, people I know that they start doing Uber, they start working the gas station, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the good thing is um, um, I, I landed in with a glass company. They need like a help their support as admin. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why I started with them. But as soon as I arrived, the good thing is I get my green card. So, that's, oh. you know, a lot of people, they, like, they've been tough to get the green card. After a few years, then you'll be eligible to, 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 to be a green card holder. But since I'm on that program, which is a special immigration visa mm-hmm. program, your green card been issued as soon as you enter the United States. Okay, yeah. 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 So after yeah. 10 days, I, I, I got it by mail. And uh, yeah. I was like so happy to be <laughs> uh, I'm green sure. card holder. Yeah, it was easy to, to find a job. It was easy to, to like to, to yeah, to, to go outside maybe. Uh, mm. come back, yeah. Um, but anyway. Did a really big culture. Like you've probably never been to America before. Uh, yeah. before this so was it like complete get off the airplane was it a, a complete culture shock as far as what the airports look like the different foods just the way people interact with each other was it was it kind of what you thought about or was it completely different than what you thought it was just like a dream the first really? yeah, yeah. few months i can't even say days or a week first few months was like a dream okay wow. i need to understand how they people live here it's a big country <laughs> it's yeah. a huge texas houston is a huge texas is a huge oh but yeah he, uh, my cousin picked me up because he, he lived here and yeah, he, he came so like i had some friends here and my cousins uh so he told me like you need to come to houston okay so i told him okay i, I mean i have no idea <laughs> whether it's houston or yeah so you did you get you got to choose where you moved to then well yeah as soon as they give you the visa uh-huh. you're gonna you you can Pick and choose right? anywhere where you want. Okay, anywhere where you want. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and they offer you even to pay the ticket, then you can pay it back as a monthly payment as soon as you start. Yeah. Oh, okay. I decided just to pay it myself. I said, okay, let me just pay it myself instead of getting. Uh, um, I then the first before I moved here, first two weeks, I start some Google do some some Google search. What's Texas? What, how is the U.S.? How that like? What is the 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 job market here? What is the the I, I thought to go have food. Uh, right. it, do you think um, my, 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 my wife going to like it or no? What's my, my, my son? Uh, so anyway, I said, okay, let me move. It's a, a land of drink. Okay. Everyone drink to come to the United States. So let me move. Let me go and I'll, I'll, I'll take it. So I, I, um, I moved here December, 2015, um, okay. January, um, I think seven. Yes, January seven was my first day to go um, with Admiral Glass. Uh, uh, it's a glass company uh, as a sysadmin. Then I started trying to understand the situation here. Yeah. The, the traffic. <laughs> the traffic was like terrible here in Especially Houston. Especially in Houston, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. Then I started engaging with with the um, uh, with the community here, with the people. I was like. Really nice, and it's a, a big journey, but it's really nice. Did you ever? Were you ever? Uh, did you survive a car bombing at all, or something like that? Oh my God, many times. I so can't how- even. I can't even count it. <laughs> but I remember one. I swear, I one. I was driving, going back from um, work. 
uh-huh. there was a side bump on the on the on the road. I just passed it, and you know, like when the bump, the the wind, mm-hmm. you know, I swear because of the explosion wind, my car, I swear, it just go up for multiple feet, just fly all over and boom. Then after like, so like for a day, I think two days, I hear the mm, in my the ears. ringing. Yeah, the ringing in my ears. I was just like. Like with that moment, I feel like I remember. I I mean, I think I'm dead. I think like because you cannot see everything. It was just like a no explosion, all the the dust and all the. It was just like and the thing. I was like at that few seconds, I realized that okay, maybe I'm I'm, I'm in heaven or something. You know, I, I realized yeah. like okay, man. I was like okay, I'm still alive and yeah, you're still here. Yeah, and yeah, unfortunately, if you turn around and see the people being like. Uh, and that's it, it's become like a normal situation here like unfortunately yeah but, you get you get so used to it now living here do you ever have do you ever get anxious or uh have anxiety or feel like a ptsd kind of kind of thing where you go back and and you feel like you could be in danger for some reason or is that you're something you're so, over so we've been especially iraqi people have been going through a tough wars since mm-hmm. 1980, where okay. there was a long war with Iran, okay, mm-hmm. for eight years, okay, and later on 1991 with the Gulf War, okay, which I physically been hurt on that war, okay, because they 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 they've been hitting some several, several targets uh, near my house where I get shocked and I get some type of 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 a skin because um, my I get like they call it like a ligo. In my body till now, okay. Mm. Because like because we went to several doctors and several like. Um, then after 1991, that's like I mean, been crazy war, okay. You know, like 30 plus countries, and then after that, since 1991 until 1998, I remember all these tough years. No food, no drinks. We cannot afford to buy a Pepsi, can of Pepsi. We cannot buy it. Okay, we've been sanctioning by by U.S. and a lot of countries all over. Um, technically, the, the sanction wasn't on Saddam regime; it was on the people. People mm-hmm. were getting hurt. No milk for, for for children. A lot of children being dying because of there's no food, there's wow. no no milk for the children. There is, and we cannot, like we can't buy banana. Technically, it's tough okay. to buy a banana. All right, because it was like if you have to, if you want to buy a banana, you have to pay half of your salary. Okay, you have wow. to go there. So 1995, was. Was also um, 1994, five, six. Was really Sounds tough. like you've been through some pretty tough times. I mean, exactly. That's why they're like you've been used to it. We've been used to it. Like the siren of like of, of the, the 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 we we gonna expect any any second missiles or something. Missiles have been hit by a rocket. Then 2003, the, the the war on on Saddam. Okay, that's the mm-hmm. war of Iraq also. It'd be like you see a lot of people get killed, uh, Tabachi everywhere. I mean, so we were used to it. Okay. We yeah. become like the car bombing becomes something part of our life, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, sometimes you 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 know our your neighbor being killed, okay? So you start crying for a day, but next day you have to give up. Yeah, you, you have to to stand up and, and, and keep keep going. Okay. So a lot of car bombing. I, I I personally know a lot of them a lot of them being kidnapped and being killed very badly, bad way, and they've been killed like a lot of car bobbing, a lot of cousins 
they're being killed, a lot of relatives, they're being kidnapped, they get killed. That's why all of them they start going to Jordan, to Syria, Egypt, mm. okay, just running away to the north, to, to Istanbul, Turkey. They're just like we cannot, we can't like yeah like this. Yeah, and and many, many times we my father said, Okay, that's it. He said, I give up. Um, let's go to, to Istanbul. Let's, let's, let's live there and let's see. And then later on he said, No, I can't live as a refugee there and trying to uh let's let's face it. Okay. He said that's yeah. Yeah, let, let's let's let, let me get my kids graduated first. Okay, so he said, like, let's do our best until the graduation is done, university is done, then we'll start thinking which which way to go. And it wasn't easy, even if you go to Istanbul or if you go to Egypt, it wasn't that easy to, to they will not give you the, the 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 UN or whatever the US or Canada or Australia where they open the immigration, they will not give it to you right away. You have to spend years, months. I know some of my friends spent seven years. Okay, mm-hmm. I know some others, like like my sister, she applied until now nothing since two thousand three. Okay, so so it was it was it was tough. So we used to it. It's, at the beginning, it was shaking and it was, but all our children, uh, I mean, child time has been tough with wars, with with bomb and with guns. Yeah. You still have a lot of family that lives in Iraq in the Baghdad area. Yeah, I still have my parents there, and I still have my uh, my wife parents as well up in the so world. do you are you gonna go back there do you are you gonna go back there to visit sometime soon do you plan on it yeah i did um i did already back in june I went okay to visit cool. them and, yeah it's was it nice was it nice to go home and, and 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 see your family and see where you grew up is it still the same no situation is much better right now yeah um um i can't say the hundred percent uh safe <laughs> i'll i always give it eighty percent Okay, eighty yeah, percent. No, yeah. when you when you came here, when you came here to the United States, what was what you say was a food that you've never had before that you came here and tried it and you liked it? Well, the steak. Steak. <laughs> steak. Yeah. <laughs> There's no steak in Iraq. I mean, no. I mean, we have. I mean, we never used. I mean, I can't remember like technically eating a ribeye steak. No. No. Uh, or no, no. I can't remember. I mean. Um, Maybe I was. We eat a lot of lamb, not like uh, we're we're little with beef, but lamb. Oh is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was like barbecue everywhere, and like tastes good, and a lot of seasoning, a lot of stuff. I was like, wow. I mean, the pizza here was like huge pizza. Like, <laughs> what about tacos? <laughs> they got tacos in Iraq. Tacos? No, they have before. No. <laughs> oh, they do now. No, now American, no. Americans got there. Now they got now they're getting everyone talking. Exactly. Now they got all kind of food, all kind of. So yeah. So That's we still getting like yeah, all the barbecues, all the stuff. So it was like, uh, uh, yeah, it was like everything here is is great. Okay. That's awesome, man. Thank you for coming on, sharing your story uh, with us. I you know I I think it's interesting. It's it's fascinating. I'm scary, uh, but you're around. To, you're still here to tell it. So. Congratulations on all your success and what you're doing. And you know, you keep you're you're doing great, man. So <laughs> and you. my my wife, my wife wanted me to say hi to you. Uh <laughs> so she's laying down right now. Bali, man, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, stay right there till after the outro song plays, please. I do want to remind everyone if you do like the podcast, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're also on Apple, Spotify, all podcasting platforms, including Pandora. And that's all the time we got today. Peace out, rock on, and much love. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you all. (laughs) This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. 
Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Does everything that's good really have to end? A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order, this is over. Thanks for watching our video. Don't forget to click the like and share button. Don't forget to go to our YouTube and subscribe. If you want to listen to our audio and pick up some cool merch, go to www.theloudspot.net. Peace out, rock on, much love. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.